You're listening to a Mutiny Transmission. You can find more podcasts, videos, books, comics, and records online at mutinyinfocafe.com. Or just stop in the store in Denver and have a coffee sometime. sitting in front of a painting right by jesse frazier fame worldwide sitting in front of a painting right like a real life painting no he is not sitting in front of a real life painting this painting is in the next room (laughs) (laughs) that's how fucking dumb this whole thing is but it looks great no it does it looks really good dude you're like man you're like you've mastered the green screen i well i've fucked around with it enough that's for sure so that I that that that, that endlessly th- with this shit, dude. That's okay. I want to talk about that because I want to like pick your brain about this first. Let's intro the show. Yes. Welcome to episode number one hundred three of the motherfucking podcast. This is the official podcast of the International Power Rock Combo, motherfucking ruckus from Denver and Chicago, respectively. Respectively. I'm Aaron Howell. I'm Gordo. And, G Gordo. Uh, and and our guest unfortunately was feeling ill. Uh, I think just regular ill, not like like newsworthy ill. Uh, feeling ill is not something to be taken lightly these days. No, it certainly is not. I've been seeing a lot of people posted stuff where they're like, "I'm sick, and I'm gonna just stay in bed and pray to God for the afternoon and see what happens, and I'll keep you all posted." But uh, our guest today. Dan Aid from Authority Zero. He uh, he called in sick today. Unfortunately, we hope he feels better. He is going to be here next week. We actually were even bumping him forward a week, so it's it's fine. It's fine. He to uh, touch base with the G Man with Gordo himself and and see how things are going. See how uh, the world has advanced. See how quarantine has advanced. See. Uh, See what we've been up to and uh, talk about some things that have gone on in the last couple weeks. Gordo, how are you doing, man? I'm doing pretty good, considering I, yeah. I had a cra- I, I was I, I earlier I, I went on social media and uh, and talked about my craving for a hot dog. Um, I, I don't ever have cravings for hot dogs. I'm starting to get a little concerned, honestly, because I don't. I have weird cravings that I've never had before. Are I went out pregnant? and got a hot dog. I got yeah, I probably am because I went out and got a hot dog, and now I feel gross. So like I I, I don't you get know. Where'd a hot dog from? Uh, there's a Sonic up the street. Oh, and like, dude. And Sonic. so like, I, I mean, it, it was good. It was really fucking good, and it totally like it, it. I ate my feelings in such a wonderful way, and then I uh, just you know it took about maybe twenty minutes, and I was like, man, that was fucking dumb. I shouldn't have done that. Right. Bad decision. Uh, otherwise, I'm great. How are you doing? I'm good, man. I've been I've been doing a fair amount of uh, of Sonic as well. Um, a fair amount of, of takeout food. Most of the trash that comes out of our house is compostable to go boxes from Fire on the Mountain. Because not only are we doing, you know, not only do I get like my shift meal and everything like that, but I've also been. Uh, my bosses have been con- and me and all the people that are working and our families and stuff can uh, can get something to eat uh, if they need to. Dude, they're doing so much just to like offset what everyone is going through. Um, 
That's super cool. I mean, and they, it doesn't hurt that they have really good food. <laughs> yeah, no, it doesn't hurt at all. Well, but I mean, the family meals have been stuff that's not even on the menu. It's just like stuff that like members of the staff are cooking. Like one of the guys is a Southern dude. And so he made like a smoked pork loin the other day. Like dude, it's been wow. really, like, fantastic food. Like uh, I think I think at home next in the queue, I've got uh, I've got some like euros. And then uh, God, what else did we do? Um they like one day they just brought in a bunch of stuff from like a local Italian deli. So they're like supporting other businesses too. And then like on top of all the stuff that this company has been doing for us over the, uh, like uh, doing for all their staff throughout this, they just sent us an email last night that they are refunding um, what we've put into uh, that. They're refunding our insurance premiums. Because we pay half of our insurance and they pay the other half, so to help yeah. people out, they're sending they're sending us back the insurance premiums that we have paid over the past six weeks. So it's only Whoa. like a couple. Yeah, dude. I mean, it's only a couple hundred bucks, but I mean, you know, a couple hundred bucks is a couple hundred bucks. Yeah, that's that's way. significant. I mean, everything they they've been doing is significant. That's amazing. You work for an amazing company, man. I, like, I really do. And and to think I was on my way out of the service industry when I started working there. Like I, I yeah. really was like, look, I think I'm on the back nine of my <laughs> my service <laughs> career. I really want to get out of here, but I'm willing to try this yeah. out, and I hear good things about your company. And then, dude, it's like I don't even want to leave. It's fucking great. Hey, real quick, I That's do cool. want to um, I want to do a little quick house uh, housekeeping um, announcement. Uh, like many of our contemporaries, Gordo included. Um, we are not going to be playing gigs for a very long time. In fact, the only gig that we that we might have on the books, we might have something in August, which will probably get canceled. And then, other than that, we don't have anything on the books until January. So we are not going to be doing anything. So, with that in mind, we are looking to liquidate uh, everything in the merch store. So that we can put that money into uh, music videos and working on the new record, and um, you know we've got we've got all this stuff just sitting in boxes in our warehouse at our warehouse, the trunk of my car. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The warehouse is my basement for for Gordophonic Records as well. Well, I keep we're doing it, a similar keep thing at, over here. Are you? Are you? I, I mean, I yeah. do it at Nug Nation a lot, but. Um, I had to take it over and inventory any, everything for this announcement that I'm making. So uh, we've inventoried everything that we have in in merch, and uh, we're going to just give everything away uh, for 15% off. If you go to mfruckus.com slash merch, uh, that'll take you to our Big Cartel store. Uh, the direct link for the Big Cartel store is mfruckus.bigcartel.com. Um, we're also going to start dropping an ad for that tonight. Um, basically, everything in our store is going to be 15% off, and all of that money is going to go to help pay for music videos and studio time and everything like that. Plus, we just like people to have the stuff. It's just sitting there in the trunk of the car, uh, collecting dust, as much dust as something can collect in the trunk of a car, 
and uh, we just feel like maybe we could be doing better things with that. So, uh, you know, we're not in dire straits. We're not needing it to, like, eat and pay our bills or anything like that, but we are needing it to uh, to keep putting stuff out and keep us busy. And uh, Ty and Logan and Tony and me, we really appreciate it. So please go to mfruckus.com slash merch and uh, enter the promo code COVID at checkout, C-O-V-I-D, in case you forgot how to spell it. And uh, get your hands on some amazing, high-quality MF Ruckus merch. Now, you said you're kind of doing a similar thing, Gordo. What are you doing? Well, what I'm doing is uh, I started this actually a little while ago, and I've gotten a little bit of traction on it, but I, but I haven't done a whole lot of advertising about it. I sent it out in an email. Um, and what it is is it's a, uh, it's a 30% off any order of $30 or more. So that just goes for anything in our merch store at gordophonicrecords.com. The uh, the code for that is ISO crazy. ISO. So if you're uh, you can't oh, even see Oh dude, that. it's vanishing. Yeah, see that's Whoa! see that's what happens. See you're what happens to my face? Look what happened to my face when that happened. Dude, you just exposed all of David Copperfield's secrets with that yeah, fucking I, move right I there. I pretty much did. That's the Grand Canyon stunt right there. Um, but anyway, well, if you go to Gordophonic Records... The you didn't expose is how he got Heather Locklear, you know. <laughs> that, who knows? A who knows? I mean, she is, she's a very small person, though. You could fit <laughs> her in any number of trunks. Um, no, keep going. I didn't say that. No, the... the, the, the uh, if you go to Gordophonic Records, if you dig anything that we do, um, then uh, yeah, any like any order of thirty dollars or more gets you thirty percent off. Uh, the code is ISO crazy. That's I S O crazy. That's uh, cool. yeah. So cool, man, yeah, yeah, doing, uh, doing a similar thing, just trying to move stuff, just trying to get stuff moving, you know, because uh, that's that's all we got right now. Like you said, that's that's where we're at. Don't have a band to to speak of right now. Uh, Granny Tweed is we're we're in talks, we're in negotiations for a potential rehearsal somewhat soon. And we're um, in negotiations for yeah, a rehearsal, we are. And uh, and so we'll see how that goes. And then and then at that point, we're gonna you know discuss other stuff as far as like you know what are our what are our streaming options? Can we stream a show? Can we um like what else what else can we do in this you know in the interim while they're while venues are you know having a hard time so i have been seeing uh, some really cool streams man like yeah me too did you see the dale watson one? Oh no i missed that one dude, there's dale been a lot of them dude really there's professional ones yeah like i've the ones i'm really jealous of the ones that are done at clubs you know, it's like, and it's just all professional sound and lights and like the whole production is so spot on. Those well, things, even the, even the lower production value ones, like uh, Mark Linsky from Hudson Falcons did one yesterday. And I, I fucking love Mark Linsky, you know, yeah. so that one was really cool. Uh, you were asking me actually about the ones I've been doing for Fire on the Mountain. Yeah. So, so what I've been doing is... Um, we were kind of looking for some 
unique things that we could do to keep people engaged and to keep people aware that we're still in business and we're doing takeout and delivery and whatnot. And during a meeting, I was like, look, I, I have the most simple live stream capability. Uh, I know it's not going to be the highest quality thing out there, but I've seen a lot of the streams that people lost and it, it, that watch that people watch. And, and it's not the lowest quality one either. You know, there, there have been successful streams that run the entire gamut uh, across the entire spectrum as far as uh, production quality goes, and people still love them. The people that are into that. Some people think they're annoying and don't like them. I have seen a lot of, man, a lot of people throwing shade on the, uh, but that's the internet. Um, but I just said, yeah. you know, hey, we've got a lot of, we've got a lot of musicians who work here. We've got a lot of artists who work here during, uh, uh, during the stay-at-home order and, and uh, while people are social distancing. And we've had a fair bit of success with that, um, with a fairly small amount of promotion. And I think that it, the one episode that we did that we really promoted uh, was the one that I did here with the two guys, uh, Jacob Moss and Matt Flaherty. And uh, they did a bunch of songs and did a really great performance. And um, they actually created a Facebook event and brought people in for it. And... Uh, yeah, man. I mean, not literally brought people in like to the studio, but um, you know, they brought people in virtually. Yeah. So I've been doing that, just kind of playing around, and I mean, like you, I have had no trouble finding things to keep me busy. Uh, um, you know. Yeah, those are good. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. You know, it's been it's been varying degrees of success and quality, but uh, but really, I'm just. You know, I'm playing around and uh, I'm finding it all to be very satisfying. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it's fun. It's fun to work. It's, it kind of uh, flexes a different muscle. It does. You know, for those of us that are used to doing this on stages, you know, and with sound people, it, it really gives you like I was talking to some people yesterday, I did a live stream yesterday um, and I was talking to the some of the other folks that were in that group and, and performing. And we were talking about how uh, it gives you a renewed appreciation for all those live production folks, you know, cause they're yeah. always doing such a good job, sure. but you don't really know until you have to do that stuff yourself, what all it entails. And like, you know, like I'm working on green screens and getting lighting figured out and getting the audio dialed in for, you know, all these different things that I'm trying to do. And it's, it's, it's a learning process. There's a learning curve, you know, right. and I've, you know, I, and, it, and it's, it's been really cool, but it also like, it, you know, shout out to all the, all the sound men, all the lighting folks, all of the, all the crews out there that work in live production, like yeah, we miss you guys and stage time. management. Yeah. Like all that. It's like, it's, uh, you know, you really get a renewed appreciation for that stuff. Cause yeah, yeah it's, it's lots, a lot of work. Yeah. It's a lot of work, you know. It it has. It's also been. I have found it. You know, I said I found it very uh, satisfying. I've been kind of enjoying the limitations that I have to work with. You know, it's like, were it not for this situation, I would have never probably been motivated. Like, I probably would have been getting ready to get ready to perform guitar and sing solo. And not actually producing anything. And the situation I'm in now, it's like, 
it's like, look, I have very little time, you know, because I'm still working and whatnot. I have very, like, basically, I've been doing all those videos when Ransom goes down for his, his first nap of the day around 11 o'clock. So, not only do I have the time restriction, but I have a noise restriction because I have neighbors and a sleeping baby upstairs. So, I've been doing a lot of stuff that is deliberately softer, deliberately quieter, you know, experimenting with microphone sounds, experimenting with how I can make things sound the best. And I'm starting to really enjoy singing from my lower register and my, and my soft register. And I'm able to perform music that I really, really love that maybe I'm not able to do with any of my live music projects project and then and then as a result i've been getting interest from people who may not have been interested before right you know i had a a friend of mine my friend kevin has a you know a little a little spot a little hidden out spot up in the mountains and he's like hey you know we'd love to have you guys up here to you know, if you guys need to get out of town and still observe the social distancing stuff, like I'd love to have you guys up here and I'll set up some nice mics and some nice cameras and we'll record some of your acoustic stuff because I've really been enjoying it. And, you know, that that's something like I probably wouldn't have had the courage to record and produce as, as in, in as prolific a manner as I have been. You know, I've been putting right. something out close to every day, and I probably wouldn't have done that if I could get my yayas out through, you know, getting ready for a gig. Sure. Or something yeah. like that, you know. Yeah, it gives you a, it, it's really good at giving you a goal to work on, you know, like, because that's what I've been approaching each streaming thing I've done is like, okay, what can I do differently? You know, I can do like the first one I did was an electric set. The next one I did was an acoustic set. And then like trying to incorporate different covers that I've always wanted to do, but have never had the time to do before. Right. You know, just, just really, you know, getting as far out as I want with it, you know. This it's, is like the age of woodshedding that we're going through is. right now. You know what <laughs> I mean? Literally is. Yeah, man. Like it everybody, really everybody that we know is just shedding wood like crazy. Yeah. I've got a bunch of riffs like saved up for the band, you know, that I'm just like, wow, like, you know, like I I don't know when we're going to have an opportunity to work on these things, but uh, you know, it's just it's 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 I don't know, it's a very productive time. It's it's way more productive than I could have even right. imagined for that well, wait, kind of wait, stuff. Like with the ruckus stuff, like pretty much I'm in a position where, you know, like many, like all of us, where I'm just at the mercy of, of the situation we're in, you know, I'm at the mercy of, of time and, and medical science, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm at the mercy of this thing and, and I'm not going anywhere and the band can't do anything. So pretty much what we're doing, like I said, we're, we're trying to sell off all the merch. We're trying to liquidate our assets put it all into building content. I've talked to, I have talked to someone in video production about doing a song for, uh, doing a video for every song off the forthcoming record. 
You know, I have an idea for every single one of them. And so I've just put all these seeds out there and we're going to work on that. So, so there's that. And then there's like trying to stay engaged with Brad and work on the batch of songs that we have up in Evergroove and trying to figure out a way to work with the guys. And we were going to give Jam Kazam a shot. And this blew my mind. Jam Kazam and some of the similar platforms, despite the interest that they've gotten, have sort of stalled out because of lack of capital. Oh, wow. Like I looked at Jam Kazam and they had a a Kickstarter for a piece of hardware they use. It's called a Jam Blaster. It works with their platform and it's supposed right. to be this like latency reducing interface that you can like jam with people and whatnot. They had a Kickstarter project for it in like 2015 that got like half funded. Like they didn't successfully fund it. It's like this revolutionary technology and they couldn't get the capital. So they put out this email that they're like, the platform is still going. We're doing everything we can to fix the things that don't work and, you know, do some do some new things and, and improve the platform all the time. But really, we have, you know, we can't have people in the office and we have limited capital. So what we've got right now is kind of what we've got. That That being said... Because the Jam Blaster piece of technology, which is supposed to plug into your phone or, or your iPad, Tony doesn't have a laptop. So, so we can't even use the bare bones Jam Kazam platform because the, the hardware that would work with like a mobile device is just unavailable because they can't get the, the capital to build more. So we're like in this process of trying to figure out, okay... How can we stay engaged during this time? And so we've been kicking around the idea of doing a weekly challenge. Like, I'm not going to say what band we're doing, but we're talking about doing the Denver Does Denver Challenge. You know, just like going in there and doing a really obscure Denver band. We've been talking about doing some different covers that we never would have done. I heard... I heard this song today that I kind of want to play for you later in the show. Um, or I heard it last night when I was working. And it's like a happy, poppy song, but I haven't been able to <laughs> listen to it without crying. Like it's, oh, um, wow. Yeah. Um, yeah, we'll, but we'll talk, I mean, we'll talk about it later in the episode, you know, just because it, like, and I, like, share that with the guys, and I'm like, this would be really fun to do, you know, or, or let's work on some new stuff. So we're, like, trying to toss around ways to, to figure out how to make this work and trying to figure out ways to make the podcast work and all these things. And I've been paying attention to what you've been doing. And it's like before the break, you know, the break before the pandemic, you know, you were <laughs> before you the were, pandemic break. Yeah. But you, well, you were working on learning OBS and learning the tech side of things from Ethan, but like being forced to stay in your home has like, You've gone into the monastery, man. Oh yeah, I've I've really meditated, <laughs> dude. I mean, seriously, like, and you're like, really and you've been you've it. been doing a ton of work. And I watched I watched the Gordophonic Records stream that you did, and it was so good. It sounded good. Right on the video was good. Your work with the green screen was good, and I saw it, and I got excited because I was like, okay, cool. Now Gordo is going to come back to the podcast. 
and he's going to have these tools that we can use. You know, he's going, you know, and like Ethan is bored out of his fucking mind. Shout out to Ethan Klein in the booth. <laughs> Love you, buddy. Ethan Klein. Dude, Ethan is bored out of his mind. So he's like excited to come help out on the podcast. You know what I mean? And practice awesome. social distancing, of course. And yes. like, you know, so I'm like, I know everybody's been like the, 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 the silver lining conversation has been running to the ground, but, but dude, it's like, I can't stop running into all these things that I'm just like, I'm grateful for, you know, I'm yeah. really sad that so many people are getting sick and dying. I am really sad about that. You know, my heart breaks for the world, but if that's going to be the situation, I'm really proud of how artists at least are making the best of it. Right. And I yeah, kind of yeah. wish all those people in protest states would get a fucking hobby. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's there's there's a good degree of coordination going on there that that's really interesting. You know, there's there, there's some uh, there's some people behind that. And it's that that's an interesting story. Maybe not for this forum. But what, uh, what, what, no, go but, go ahead, man. Well, I just uh, I've been doing some some reading, a little bit of reading on my own, and and you know, hey, you know, may, maybe one would uh, would chastise me for for uh, uh, getting my information from these sources that I do. But uh, reading about what instigated these protests was really interesting to me because okay, these are tell me about these that. these are former these this is a combination of folks that we've seen before. These are former like Tea Party dudes. Um, these are people that are fairly high up in these, uh, I, I guess, in the lobbyist realm of the right, you know, very deep pockets. And they're very good at organizing these things. And they're very good at uh, actually Riling spreading, up their base. you know, getting on, you know, getting like what we're doing, getting on here and telling people like, you need to stand up and get out there. And, you know, you need to demand your rights, you know, um, whatever, for whatever that's worth. I think it's a bunch of horse shit. But hey. You know? Yeah, I mean... America! Look, look. I, of course, am concerned anytime someone surrenders sur surrenders freedom for safety, you know? And a lot, of, a lot of these people are just, you know, beating the dead horse of that Ben Franklin quote, the, you know, he who seeks safety or trade safety for freedom or freedom for safety deserves neither whatever it is like i'm i am concerned and i'm kind of watching with a um a vigilant eye the surrendering of certain rights but it's like dude it hasn't been that fucking long it's been a little over a month we're doing this so that we can keep our population safe. It's not just us. It's all over the world, and it's working in places. You know, like, Germany is fucking kicking this thing's ass. Well, of course. You know? <laughs> like, that's not surprising to me at all. Well, there was... Uh, did we talk at all about the... They have the um, discipline for this kind of thing. Well, did we talk about the culturally tight versus loose societies? Did we talk about that at all? Well, yeah, we've talked about it before. I yeah. think... I, yeah, we talked about it a couple times before, but but yeah, like that's a completely different. There's a completely different uh, engine of thought going on there, right? You know, right. it's it's completely different. You know, they're not you know they're not coming at this from the perspective of 
you know, uh, somebody's going to come and take away uh, our rights or someone's going to come and take away our guns or whatever it usually is, you know, it's, it's completely different, you know, yeah. they're very pragmatic, whereas we are not so much. Right. And especially now. <laughs> right. So, you know. Yeah. Well, I mean, and that's the thing is like, I under, like, I understand the motivation that is being, uh, manipulated by these unscrupulous um, lobbyists that you're talking about, like the people who are pulling the strings, I can understand the people on the ground, like the the emotional state they're in, that they're, they're, you know, they're afraid, they're angry, they're, you know, people want answers, they're, they're, they're concerned that a tyrannical government is going to come in and, and take shit away from them. You know, I understand sure. that. But absolutely I, right. But I, I just, but I don't think we're there yet. No, we're not. We're not there yet. And furthermore, this is what this is my main gripe in this whole thing. So we have people out there protesting these stay-at-home orders, but we have nobody out there protesting about these huge corporations dipping into this small business relief fund. You know, Which is terrible. we have. It's killing. It's killing small businesses, man. It's absolutely destroying small business, and it's. I mean, the money's already gone, right? Yeah, the the money's gone. They have to they have to pony up more money for what they missed before. There's, There's like a second two hundred fifty billion dollar, <laughs> but uh, package going out. But it's yeah. like it's yeah. it's being split up among, like it's basically like for healthcare professionals, and then or for the healthcare industry, and then it's being kind of parsed out well, to what's left of the, the the everyone else that's left in the business world that didn't get a piece of the the first round. Yeah, and you have to look at the who the gatekeepers are. They're the banks. You got your Wells Fargo, you got your Chase. You've got you've got all these people that are basically make calling these shots. And um I, yeah, it just it's just sickening and it's just like I I don't want to do business with those places anymore if I can help it, you know. Speaking like, of which, uh, no. Speaking of uh, speaking of unscrupulous businesses, this just popped into my head. Did you <laughs> see that Sancho's Broken Arrow got busted, dude? I I'm so, see. No, it's on my fucking list that you can't see that I keep on show. That is, I saw that dude, and I was just like, oh fuck, man! They've been operating a speakeasy through dude, the pandemic, and and not even like recently, like. They, from what I heard, and this, I mean, this is what I heard. So, you know, I'll say, yeah, right I, now, I don't, I, I know next to nothing about right, this right. topic. At all. Actual details. I know next to nothing. Yeah. Yeah. But I saw something about, I saw some comment or something where someone was saying that like they had, oh, you know, it was someone, someone from true was talking, uh, had heard from, uh, uh, a regulatory authority of some sort that they were given the option to operate in some sort of uh, amended way, like a lot of businesses are, like they could do carry out liquor and they could could do different things, right? And they turned it down right from the get-go. And so what that implies... did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so what that implies is they're just like, nope, we're just going to run a speakeasy through this whole fucking thing. (laughs) 
<laughs> and, yeah, and they got busted, man. Oh, dude. And, and look, I'm not on the bandwagon of people who think that they should be boycotted. And I'm not on the bandwagon of people who are going, good fucking hippies, that's what you deserve. I think the whole thing is very, very funny. And I think they're just the ones that got caught. And right, it's probably right, right. going along around. Uh, it's probably going on in a lot of places. It, yeah, it would not shock me to know that that's going on in a certain capacity. You know, in the in the underground community. I just uh, I love know, the idea it, of crooked hippies. That makes me laugh. <laughs> These crooked hippies. Like, dude, any like just the idea of the like the crooked hippie archetype. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean, like. That's like you know peace and love well, it's on one it's hand, and then, a, it's a it's a yuppie, right? That, I mean, right. that's basically what we're talking about here. Is we're talking about yuppies, right? Peace and People love don't on say one that hand word anymore, but that's what it was. Right, right. Peace and love on one hand, and then like like just shadiness on the other. It's just like ah, oh, I love it, man. It's like it's yeah. the parking lot at Red Rocks come to life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's robbing Moon Unit to pay Amit. Absolutely. You know, uh, it was just a very, I mean, at the very least, at the very bare minimum, we live in incredibly interesting times. And, uh, and every day it's just something new coming out in the news. And, and since the last time we got together, the, the president, uh, made that disinfectant quip. Yeah. And, and supposedly he's go he's, he's coming back today to do a press conference. Like, like earlier today, he, they were reporting that he wasn't going to do one today, but now he's decided he's going to come out and do it again. Like he was never going to stay away that long, but right, right, it right. was kind of funny to see him turn tail on Friday and just be like, no, we're not talking <laughs> <laughs> after that. Incredibly. I, I don't know what you would even call that insane, ignorant. I mean, like all of the above a dangerous, um, just completely like confused like he he seemed like he didn't know what he was talking about and he was just he was just spitballing out there dude it's if like, he was if he was a character in a movie this God. whole thing would be great oh like, well like, yeah yeah but but i mean the, the 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 only thing that makes it terrifying is that there's actual human lives at stake with yeah. what he says but he is a fucking cartoon character man uh, he is man like every Absolutely. day and it's it's really hard to stay terrified for all that long when you just like realize what a fucking cartoon character he is. Did you, you see know? the swab thing too? The thing he did with what the, was swab? the swab thing. <laughs> he was talking about the tests and the test kits and he, he like he's just like he pulled out a swab. He's like, you know, like use these swabs. You know, you know, you just use these swabs and he and he, then he's, he's like, uh, you know, anybody want to see this thing? And people are like, sure, you know, let's see the swab. And he like took it out, and it's like a medical swab, you know, it's like this big or whatever. He's like, and what's incredible about this is I just happened to have, and he just like pulled out a couple Q-tips. <laughs> like, did you not see this? He pulled out no. Q-tips out of his from out of his pocket. He's like, it's just it's like it's like a Q-tip. Is this swab is like a it's like a bigger version of the Q-tip? <laughs> whatever. It's like. Yeah, those are swabs, dude. They're all swabs. Amazing. You can't make this shit he up. Probably. He was standing back there, and he's like, someone showed him the swab, and he's like, he's like, really? That's what they look like, huh? They kind of look like Q-tips. Hey, you know what would be really interesting? I'm going to go grab some Q-tips. 
I've got some in my travel bag. I'm going to bring them out. I'm going to show them side by side. I think people will really find that entertaining. What? I just, it just <laughs> blows my mind. It's amazing. By the way, uh, your head is kind of more resembling a Q-tip more than the last time I saw you. Yeah, man. Talk about that a little bit. Talk I... about your head, man. Listen, I'm liking it. <laughs> And, I love it. I, I think it I've looks been, great. I, I I think I think I find it it suits me. We're almost and twins. I, I'm I'm actually envious of your beard length right now. Is what's going on? <laughs> did you see? Uh, did you see? There was two people who made comments about your band when I did it. Like yeah. <laughs> like Tony was like Tony was like, are you in Granny Tweed now? And then Josh was like, "Welcome to our band." Yeah. Of course you are. That's yeah. the next logical step. I know. It, dude, well, we, need, it, we need a decent singer. So, so I did. I, I love you as a singer, by the way. So, I, so I did. What happened was I had been slated to do the St. Baldrick's, um, uh, the the the, the St. Baldrick's fundraiser, and I raised like like close to eight hundred fifty bucks for uh, children's cancer research. And the whole right thing on. is is you shave your head afterwards and it's a big fun thing and a bunch of us on staff and that's another thing I love about the company I work for is they really inspire people to just uh, do better better people and you know it's no big deal for me to shave my head but um, my boss Andrea she shaved her head and it well what happened was we were told we weren't going to be able to do a St. Baldrick's event for the foreseeable future and so we had originally said, okay, we'll just postpone it. And then, um, you know, time's been dragging on and we raised right. all this money and we wanted to spread around a little love and happiness to some people. So my boss just said, fuck it, shaved her head. And then one at a time, everybody else kind of fell off and was like, oh, if Andrea is going to do it, then I got to do it. And so I was probably one of the second or third who fell off under under pressure, you know, which is how cults start. And um, so, so I uh, so I shaved my head, you know, and and after doing it, one of the guys I work with made some joke. He was like, "Yeah, that's not growing back. You're bald now." And I'm like, I'm like looking at my hairline in the uh, in the. Uh, in the mirror and I can like actually see my bald spots now. Like I can see where my hair is thinner and I'd like, it's just giving me this new like insight into my impending baldness. And I told Sarah, uh, you know, I was like, I'm thinking of going all the way down with the Bic. And she's like, God, you're such an extremist. You can't just do things a little ways. You just, you gotta just make a big extreme thing out of it. I'm like, no, here's my thing. I'm like, here's my thinking. Uh, to her, I'm an extremist. It, but what I'm thinking is I'm like, I'll do that for a few years, and then I'll grow my hair out just to see how gray and bald I've gotten. Like, I was thinking about this today. Like, I want to shave it all the way down for, like, five years, and then one day just grow it all out. No, not, you know, not grow it all out in one day, but, you know, then one day just stop shaving it and see how gray and bald I go in five years. I think that would be fun. Like some It sounds my, depressing, but I think it'd be fun. Some of our compatriots, I should say our compatriots now that you're in the family, uh, <laughs> that, I, that I've talked to in quarantine. Do I quarantine. get the newsletter now or what? You, well, yeah, you're, you're scheduled. You're scheduled to, to, to arrive very soon on that list. 
Um, you, you have to keep it up for so long. You understand it's, 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 you know, it's a matter of weeks. So you, you got to keep with it for a few weeks and then, oh, that shows pure intention. Joking. Uh, so I'm into it. What I, uh, what's hilarious is I've, I've been chatting with a couple of people and, uh, they're like, wow, man, I've been letting my hair grow out. A couple of the, couple of the baldies that I know, like let my hair grow out over the quarantine. I'm like, send me a picture, send me a picture. They, nobody will send you a picture or nobody will send you a picture. What it's like, they're like, no, no, I couldn't do it. I had to shave it off again. It's terrible. It's awful. It's like looking at a bad accident or whatever. And yeah, I have to agree. Like I've let mine grow. I let mine grow out probably about 10 millimeters and it's, it's way too long, man. Way too long. I had to shave it today. I couldn't quite get there. Destro. <laughs> Destro is yes. like the leader of our club, man. Yeah, man. I he um, is. Yeah, I uh, <laughs> I'm gonna put him up here on the. He's the mascot now. Yeah, dude, Destro. Destro is the. You could actually thing. attach him on the backside of your mic there, and he could just face the camera the whole time. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> yeah, De- Destro. Destro is the patron saint of the Baldies. He is. Yeah, man. Is. I mean, I'm into it. I don't, dude, I don't care. I, this is the thing, is like, I'd rather have it shaved. I think I cared more about seeing really well-lit video of my bald-ass head with <laughs> long hair. I, th- I th- like, I like this way better. Yeah, yeah. It's way better. But even with that, I really don't give a shit. Like, I'm not one of those yeah. people who is like, in denial of the fact that I'm an old, pe- that I'm turning into an old piece of shit. Like <laughs> I like entering new stages in my life. Sure. You know, I like it when that happens. It's like, Oh, now I'm, I'm like, I'm in midlife. I'm a middle-aged man now. Like embrace change. Yeah. My, my back hurts all the time. Like I had to get up with the boy at like, two o'clock in the morning this morning. Cause he likes to randomly party in the middle of the night sometimes. <laughs> and, um, kids and, are heavy, uh, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, wait, hold on one second. Hey, Ethan. Oh, nope. There he is. I lost, I lost your feed there for a second, but, um, but yeah, like, like when I started to go gray and I started to lose my hair a little bit, like, yeah, I didn't like, getting made fun of for having a bald spot or having my hair thinning or it not being able to do everything that I wanted to do, you know, but you know, I embrace it. It's like, it's, it's a badge of honor, man. You know, tigers, uh, it's, it's a tiger getting their stripes. You know what I mean? Passing on to the next plane, man. Yeah. I'm into it. (laughs) I'm into it. Yeah. Sorry. I, uh, I just, he cut out for a second. I got him back, but he cut out for a second. Here I am. Hello, 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 hello. No, yeah, we're good. Bear I with us talk- here, folks. Hold on one sec. Ethan's doing a thing. Okay, cool. Yeah, sorry. I just uh, he cut out for a second. I don't know what it was. It might have just been like a like a, a break in the Skype feed or something yeah, like that. I'm noticing at least I'm a little, little you know what I found out it's- is they actually they throttled down our our internet. Oh. Um, yeah, because nobody's here using it but us. Good God. Yeah. Yeah. Throttling the internet. Yeah, man. Nice. Real nice. Whoever that is. Who is it? CenturyLink? No, 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 no. Like, 
we throttled down the internet like oh like, you throttled down the internet like oh the, i the, see the, i see the the burn tv uh execs throttled it down because we didn't need you know we don't have six people working here so yeah you don't have the you don't need the bandwidth right exactly yeah. so that that makes sense that makes perfect sense yeah so yeah. um so tell me uh tell me what else you've got planned during um during the quarantine like what do you got coming up the pi- coming down the pike now well i'm working on uh working on a lot of video stuff i have a granny tweed video that i'm in the middle of working on right now that's you know that's actually been working on it for a while but people keep on submitting videos so i keep on trying to find a place for it people so keep submitting like, uh, videos what do you mean yeah well uh i ask people to submit videos of them dancing to our song wharf dwarf um like a month ago and she said yeah we'll just keep it open for a couple weeks and then i got you know i got a lot of responses but then i didn't quite have enough for a full video so i said oh, okay well we're still going to keep this open and we're and i and i chided some folks that didn't do it that said they were going to do it or whatever got some more footage and uh then i was like okay well i think i got plenty and then like and then even more stuff started coming in so it was like holy shit now i have a whole bunch of submissions and it's Dude, all I'll good send you stuff, some stuff. Yeah, please do. Like, I already, it's, it's I getting already better it. all the time. I'll have a cut, and then it's just like, well, I can't leave this out. I got to bring this in. So it's like it's right. actually it's working out really well because the longer I wait to put the video out, the better it gets. So, I sent uh, I sent one. Right. Um, Blind staggers are doing something similar. Yeah, me and too. So, we we uh, trade Damien and I traded. Did you? Yeah, yeah, that's great. Yeah, yeah I sent a video of uh, of me and ransom dancing to uh party friends um yeah. uh to damien so dude i'll do i'll do one for your video too that's great yeah dude and that's another thing too is like you know i want of course i want a slick you know like well produced piece of content sure. but i'm also like seeing all the stuff that's out there and i'm like like you know there's no rule that says it has to be amazing. I don't have to shoot for the stars on every single thing. And watching, have fun with it, dude. Watching you produce so much has made me like, man, look at look at everything Gordo's turning out. Like, dude, I'm really inspired by a lot of the stuff that you've been doing. Really, really. Well, thanks, man. I appreciate that. Because, like, honestly, it was just me getting over myself and having my sa- having those same ideas about what I want to do. It's like you know, it's just not pro enough it doesn't look good enough it's not slick enough like all that stuff because you get you kind of get into that mindset of thinking that like it's got to make an impression and it's got to do this and it's got to do that and honestly if you just try and be creative and do what you want to do within your own means it works out most of the time those are like old industry models that are still in our heads you know what i mean yeah yeah they absolutely are like that idea of like like man, if you don't wow them in the first couple, you know, if you don't have a single on your record, you might as well throw it in the trash. Like yeah. if you don't, you know, if you don't get someone with a big name to mix on your record, your fucking career is garbage. And blah blah yeah. blah blah blah. And that's um, I don't know. A lot of what I've been gathering has been that that is a very outdated model that really doesn't apply anymore. You know. Yeah. There are people producing stuff on their fucking laptop and their cell phone that uh, that wins Grammys. Yeah, you know what I mean. 
or yeah. or and you know or it can like, just be satisfying uh-huh. to make you know it can be yeah. something that, that that people really dig on i don't know it, it's like it like is it, it is fun to have fun with it you know what i mean it's it's right. it's good to, it's, it's it's a good experience to have the creative uh i don't know just just the creative process and put it out into the world like that's always right. fun it's right. always fun right no for sure man so yeah i mean um I think uh, I think since I've been doing, I think I'm going to keep the um, acoustic series going. I mean, dude, I have yeah. I have a uh, a playlist of um, what do you call it? I have a a playlist on um, guitar tabs or whatever it is. Ultimate Guitar Tab that site. I have. Um, I have something like 200 songs that I am in some stage of learning. There's nothing that would prevent me from doing a song a day. Um, and fuck, Ethan, it happened again. I lost Gordo. I don't know. We lose it. Can I well, no, me? I mean, no, I can hear you. You've, I've got your signal. I just can't switch back and forth to you. You see this? Oh. Yeah, that's there he is. Okay. No, but uh so like yeah, there he is. So um so what I'm gonna do is I'm just going to use this. Oh, okay, cool, cool. I um Ethan's got our back. I know, he's the shit. <laughs> uh so what I've been um so what I've been thinking is I'll just use this time as kind of like guitar school, songwriter school. In fact, yeah. um I posted on the Colorado uh musicians thread that I'm looking for a guitar sensei, and then I started thinking about it and I'm just going to reach out to various friends of mine, yourself included. And do some series of online lessons with different great guitar players that I know. And why keep, not, dude? And keep learning songs, and then you know, kind of. You got the best it. guitar player I've ever in your band. You know that. I know. But that's the thing. <laughs> Tony is a god awful teacher. So oh, is he? To, he's a terrible teacher because he's a fucking prodigy. Yeah. Yeah. So for him, it's like he's like, I don't know. There's just do this, you know, no big deal. You know, every follow my leader, dude. Everyone who's ever tried to take lessons from Tony has has said that that it's hard to take lessons from him because he's so good and doesn't know how to teach a beginner. I had him. I had him down here in the studio doing a guitar track on the next Gordon Leadfoot album, and I I told him I said. I need you to. I, I need some of your wizardry to rub off. Like, tell me, tell me some stuff that's gonna make me a better guitar player because you're amazing. He's just like, oh, it's like the same five or six tricks over and over. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm like, no, 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 no. You're not gonna tell me that shit. That does not work. You know. Yeah, yeah. He's like, he's like, like that, I really only know like says. five things. That's what he says every time. And and then I kind of think back on it myself, and I'm like, oh yeah. When people ask me about guitar stuff, I say it's all smoke and mirrors. So that's like that. That's my my smoke and mirrors is his. Like I only know five or six things. And it's like right. we we're, we're very quick to deride our own abilities or to you know 
box them down into whatever. It's like or have you know, trouble breaking breaking them down into their components. That's that's the key thing. Is like how do you break? Because those things are hard to do. Like I sure anyone can. You know, like okay, this is how you play an E chord. This is how you play a you know a pentatonic scale. This is how you you know play in like fifth position. This you know this chord or that. It's like okay, sure. You know, but you can find any YouTube video that'll do that for you. You know, but it's those really uh, like those those elements of finding your own style and kind of linking things and making little like making those connections in your brain that that end up on the fretboard. Right. You know, those are the things that are hard. I agree. I have to say, I I agree. Those are those are difficult things. Well, and so so what I've been thinking is like I was originally looking for just like one teacher to work with, but I think what I'm going to do instead is just hit up friends of mine, Tony included, you included, you know, Ryan Fiegel from uh, Reptiles, Dials, and Samurai included, you know, whoever I can get to sit down and have some time with me, and just have some people teach me some things. And learn a shitload of songs. And then, like, I feel because of what we've been doing, going through this, and because of producing content on a daily basis, I feel I feel more confident that I can get to work on, on a solo record, or I can start writing more songs, or I can, you know, there's, there's somewhere to go. You know what I mean? Absolutely. It wasn't there is was a path where before there was not. Yeah. Well, but that's the that's a beautiful thing about that's that's what's kept me in the game for so long myself is that it's just there's always a journey. It's always a journey that you're on. It's not like the destination. It's just the journey for me. It's like it's just fun to create. It's fun to learn new stuff. It's fun to be challenged, you know, and to and to figure out how to do things that you didn't know how to do before and, or work with people that you didn't work with before. And that's that, that process and that, and being part of the musical community has been just enriched my life so much that it's hard to, it's hard to quit, man. It's hard to quit. It is so hard to quit. <laughs> and I mean, and, and keep in mind, like the Alaska thoughts have not gone away. Oh, well, you know what I mean? I woke up with them. I woke up with them pretty bad today. Yeah. You know, I woke up. What was what specifically? If I may ask, what specifically were you thinking of? It was the really extreme one that comes up a lot of just quit everything. Just quit it. Quit doing the podcast. Shut down all the social media platforms. Quit doing the band stuff. You know, uh, just and and not even not even make an, an an announcement about it like no no sweeping exit just you know just let the people who are in the know know and just be like hey i'm not going to do this anymore just i'm not i'm not interested in doing it anymore i'm just i'm tired of it i want to do something else like yeah. i i had that pretty bad when i got up this morning and but then you know i sat I sat down and I started doing work and I mean, spending time with my family, spending time with my kid and, and started doing work. And, and I, so the song that I was listening to, it came on last night 
and it kind of this this is the realization that I came to is okay. So I woke up kind of on the wrong side of the bed, you know. Right. Ransom kind of woke up on the wrong side of the bed and was being he's kind of in a fussy phase. So we hung out and and you know get out and get moving around and go play in the grass and stuff like that. And we started, you know, we're enjoying each other. We're having a good time. He's chilling out. We're laughing. We're having a good time. And I, and I noticed that I'm like tearing up a lot. You know, I'm kind of like, I'm feeling real fragile is, is a good way to put it. And then, um, and then there was a song that I heard last night. I, I happened to be listening to just a, Bay City Rollers Spotify station. And wow. You know, and so I'm listening to a lot of 70s bubblegum pop. Mm-hmm. You know, so Bay City Rollers and and um god, what else came up is uh uh fuck. Oh my god, I can't remember her name. Um I'll I'll have to look it up after this. But then uh you know, just 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 a lot of uh, oh, um, the Osmonds doing crazy horses and shit like that. Like, just like a lot of really fun, like bubblegum pop type of stuff. A lot yeah. of UK stuff. And there was this song called uh, "The Free Electric Band." Have you heard that? No, I haven't. You've never heard the Free Electric Band? Hold on, let me. Let me I well, I don't. Not to my knowledge, but I'm always not so good with titles. So the guy's name is Albert Hammond and he has this song called The Free Electric Band and I heard it at the uh I heard it at the uh at work when I was closing down and it's just this really fun just fist pumping anthem type of song and uh, I remember really liking it I picked up on a few of the lyrics and it's it's you know I gathered that it's the story of this guy who's like family had all sorts of plans for him and and he never really cared for school and stuff and he threw it all away to play in the the free electric band and it's just this it's the story of this this young man who just says hey you know i'm not going to do the things that you want me to do i'm i'm going to do this cuz it means more to me and uh so i get through you know i i play mr bojangles and and do the recording of that and 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 release that and went through the frustrations of doing that and getting annoyed with my neighbor because he's talking on the phone loudly outside on his own porch while I'm trying to record on my porch and trying to get it done before the baby wakes up and like trying to give an earnest and 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 sincere performance while also being fucking annoyed at being on the 15th take or whatever because I miss right. or I play something wrong. I totally thought of you, by the way, when I was like on those later takes because I know that you're a perfectionist and you get into those later takes and they just drive you nuts. So I'm oh, in that yeah. stage and I sit down and I've got a little extra time because the baby's still asleep and, and I finally get a good pass at Mr. Bojangles and I put it up and I'm, and, and I'm happy with it. Like I'm satisfied with the take. And so I'm like, you know, and I just got my guitar back from the uh, Old Town Pickin' Parlor. Shout out to the Old Town Pickin' Parlor in Aurora. Thank you so much for taking such good care of my yeah, guitar. Yeah, it sounds, sounds really nice, man. Dude, sounds it's a nice sounding guitar. Dude, they're fixing up my brother's guitar right now, too. And they, I mean, they straight up told me that it was going to cost more to repair it than it was worth. And I was like, yeah, 
but it has a lot of sentimental value you know what i mean (laughs) yeah yeah but um so then i'm like well i've got some free time i'm going to sit down and learn this song so i look up a youtube tutorial and it's a super simple song you know three chords really easy and um and i'm playing through it and i don't know what is happening but i cannot listen to it or sing it without falling apart i just can't do it like i'm just like crying the whole time that i'm doing it and i realize that the alaska thoughts are a response to those feelings of fragility and they're a response to their their mechanism that my brain creates you know your brain is a there's a, that 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 video that we watched the one the your brain is a is an excellent servant but a terrible master right right and yeah and so it's like your brain is just trying to help you out by it's a defense giving, mechanism well giving you options to escape from suffering yeah it's like it's like which you always have right you always have those options right and it's like <laughs> so so you get this feeling of like want like of wanting to quit everything and it's your brain's way it's your mean old brain's way of just going like like hey if this is causing you so much suffering this is what you can do and i realized as i was playing this song because of the lyrics i was suffering and any time that i am suffering it's because i like miss playing mm-hmm. or i miss my bandmates or i'm upset that something that means the world to me doesn't mean the world to the world at large and even sometimes the people that i make music with you know um, i love those I'm guys i'm right there with you buddy right Dude, and, there with and, you and and, yeah. and and you know yeah. nothing against my bandmates i love them to death and they always no. they always rock hard on stage and they and they're the, the best guys you could possibly be in a band with but, but those are those are your feelings. That's that's what happens. Yeah, those th- those are my feelings. Yeah, and it's yeah, like yeah. it's like what we call the Alaska thoughts is mm-hmm. just is just my brain trying to do what it can to bail me out of this this intense suffering. And the reason this song brought it up so much is the song is this like story about a guy who just loves playing in a rock and roll band so much he forsakes every other opportunity that is thrown his way in life. It's like, yeah, you know, my mom and dad, they had all these plans for me and all the teachers had all these plans and this girl that I met in college when they forced me to go to college, like, you know, she was great and everything, but, you know, I I, I got the impression that that who she was pretending to be in a college environment wasn't exactly who she really was and she really had these traditional old values and just wanted suburbia and all these different things and i and i gave her up for the free electric band and you know i love being a dad and i love being in a relationship and i love being at home and i love having ties and relationships and attachments and i would never want to be the type of guy who tours full-time that being said there is that like adventurer's spirit in all of us i think that 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 is the part that got hooked into it initially 
which is the young man who wants to just play on the stage for 500,000 people and have the time of their life just playing rock and roll with their friends. Like that is, that is like what got all of us into it. And when you're having those days where you don't suspect, you know that that is not a possibility. Right. Or not a right. probability anyway. When you have those days, it is like so heartbreaking to that little kid inside of you, you know, that young man who got into it in the first place, that your poor dumb brain just thinks that you're going to die and is going to do anything that they can to, to, to pull you out of it. Yeah, it's, a, it's enough to make you a very sad and bitter person. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm right there with you, buddy, man. The thing is, though, the thing that's that that's comforting to me, though, and that, that has been oddly comforting during this crisis is that I can kind of it's, it's, it's easier for me right now to funnel that energy into doing whatever I'm doing here because I have full license to do that now. I have right. I have no. I have no other option but to do that right now. Honestly, right. Um, you know, so you don't seem like a crazy shut-in if you lock yourself up and start <laughs> working on stuff. You know what I mean? Exactly. That's a big part of it. Is people are like, they're like, they're like, wow. Now I can hole up in my spot and work on shit without people thinking I'm some sort of crazy person. Well, because even if you, it's weird. Because even if you don't. If maybe maybe you don't have a lot of obligations like in in regular life, like maybe you don't have uh, the kind of obligations that a touring band has, but you still feel that pressure to produce or to practice or to uh, you know create something or to to be in front of people and and to you know you like not be forgotten or whatever it is, whatever it is. It's like don't you just want to you want to be this whole relevance thing. Uh, seems to matter just a lot more in that context. And then when you kind of pull back and you strip away all that stuff from it, all of a sudden you're just left with the creative part. Right. And and you're like, wow, this is actually not bad. I mean, there's there's terrible things about it. You can't express yourself in certain ways. You're just, you're locked in, you know, for sure. Right. But, but, uh, but you have the option to do things that you didn't have before. And I and I try and focus on that every day because that's that's what keeps me going through it, you know. It's well, just I'm, to try I'm, and I'm keep finding it that I'm I'm focusing a lot more on on the fun part of it. Yeah. You know, even though I'm sitting there on my porch getting really frustrated, <laughs> yeah. and it would be, you know, like um, like I said, I can't I can't do like I actually brought some stuff here. So that after we get off the podcast, I can do a couple loud songs that I can't do on my porch. Yeah. I'm like trying to allocate resources so that I can do this shit. Like I've been talking about buying Ethan's laptop that we do the show on. I've been talking about buying that from him for months now. And then finally, I just got sick of not being able to do things that the way I want to do them. And I'm like, dude, I'll just send you the money for the laptop right now. Okay, here you go. Yeah, I just sent yeah. it to him because I have to have it. I have yeah. to have that like opportunity to work on shit. Yeah, like, you have to have your setup. It's really important to have your setup. Like even on yeah. the days that like I'm thinking about, I like I have days where I am legitimately ready to just 
pull the plug on any everything and I'm like rehearsing the speech I'm going to give to my bandmates. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? I'm like rehearsing the like sappy departure letter I want to like send send out into the world or the press release or like, you know, on in the really but, self-indulgent days it's like imagining like some documentarian showing up at your house when you're like 60 years old just like <laughs> what made you quit music it's just like i just i just wanted to do something different for a while i don't know it had all. something to do with the hopelessness of it all <laughs> <laughs> the utter despair that i felt every yeah, single yeah. day <laughs> my feelings my feelings that's why I but you know what? Of my feelings. But that's but that's but it is important to know though that you have that option of just cutting the cord and saying that's it. You can. You know, you can do that. No, no, you can also you. you can also you, you know you can also say I'm not going to do this for a while. You know, you can you can always come back to it. You know, if What's you feel like that's the longest you've ever quit for oh, or stopped. Never, There's a difference between stopping and quitting. What's the longest you've ever stopped for? The longest I've ever stopped for? That is a real fucking good question. I I don't know that I ever have. See, that's the that's kind of my point. And that's part of what keeps the momentum. It's just like an internal momentum that's just creating itself. It's like an inertia that's like the spiritual inertia that's within me that just keeps things rolling. Right. And and that's that's it. And that's and that's also like you know that's also there's this whole that whole ball of shit that you've been working on like most of your life that that will keep you working on stuff. Yeah. <laughs> you know you know what I mean. Like I have this whole body of work. I have all this stuff. I have all this you know uh, time and energy and money that I've invested in this thing. And 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 those things can you know kind of overwhelm you know the. Uh, the the reason the creative reasons for doing it sometimes right but right. you know i've i've always been able to find the creative core of it though come come back to the creative core i think it's awesome that you're doing this thing where you're finding a different part of yourself as a performer and a player and like i have no doubt that you're going to start writing songs and, and cuz you That's, have you have stories to tell you have you have i mean you have a unique perspective you know, like that, that's the thing I'm, that I have, like, that's the hard thing is, or that's what has been hard. And what has changed is I always felt like I have these stories to tell. I have these ideas, but I'm not a good enough guitar player and I'm not a matter, good enough songwriter. You know matter, what I mean? Don't you, you, that's the thing. Well, that's, that's what, what I'm cool starting to thing find about- out. Yeah, that's the cool thing about creativity is once you figure it out, once you have a few of the tools that are in that toolbox and they're starting to pile up a little bit, you're like, oh, this isn't so hard after all. Right. Like, I can actually do this. And it's right. it took it took a long time for me to do that. It's almost like it took a lot of years of doing what I felt like was nothing to arrive at the point where I'm at now where I'm constantly doing something. Right. That, that's I guess that's the best way to describe it. Right. You know? Well, I've did, you know, I've been I've been writing stuff. In fact, from for a minute, I had a really good writing habit and I had a and I've mentioned this a couple times on the podcast is I have this lifelong goal of writing 10,000 songs. 
is the way I look at it. That's I, a hell of a goal, man. Well, dude, if you if you wrote a song a day for 27 years, if you started from scratch and you wrote a song a day for for 27 years, you you could write 10,000 songs. And so my way of thinking about it is, it's like I'll just focus on doing my 50 pounds of clay. You know, if if we talked about the 50 pounds of clay, yeah, 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 yeah. So. So I was just thinking of ways I could do my 50 pounds of clay. And for a while, I had a really good songwriting habit. And, uh, you know, I'm starting to, obviously, the last year threw me for a loop and all of us for a loop eventually. And, and yeah. so I've been trying to, like, readjust my habits and whatnot. But um, doing these videos has, like, and, and putting myself out there and receiving encouragement back and seeing that, this side this 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 side of my musical self that i have mostly just kept at home or like maybe strum out a few things at a party or something like that that people actually like it and so then that's been encouraging me to like okay well maybe i'll pick stuff up and start fleshing out these songs a little bit more or start developing them or you know, maybe I'll start doing some collabs with some people because they've got free time on their hands and everyone's learning the technology anyway. It's like, why not? Yeah. You yeah. know, and that and that wasn't there before. And it was like, like, like I'm, I think about it like my son weren't learning to walk. You know what I mean? Like he's in that, like he was in that stage of like those first kind of tenuous steps where he's like holding on to stuff and like, yeah. Like moving around and doing like one big step and reaching out. And then sooner or later, he starts to develop a little courage and a little momentum. And he and he gets on his little walker thing and he's pushing himself around. And he's still, you know, fumbling around when he does it. You know, he's still not totally straight. And he still gets scared and stops. And he still falls down and cries. But then sure. he gets a little better and a little better and a little better. And I'm like watching yeah. him do that stuff. Yeah. And I'm... You know, and I'm as I'm talking to you, noticing the parallels there. I'm starting to get confident enough to like, hey, you know, maybe I can get better at playing guitar. Maybe I can get better at singing in this register. Maybe I can learn something about writing songs and and take these things and and develop them. And uh, man, it's been it's been really fun. But I mean, good, again, I still do. It, it there the those mornings aren't going to go away. You know, I just had an episode this morning. Yeah, yeah. You know, but just this morning. Yeah, but that's you know that's that's going to happen a lot. You know, <laughs> we know it's going to happen a lot. <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean, and you're talking about like we're talking about the like last time that we actually stopped. And I don't think, I think, I don't even think I've even ever fully stopped for the entire duration of a vacation. Right. Yeah. You know, cause you're, it's something that you're always thinking about. You're always trying to think about how to, uh, how to improve something that you're working on. If you're doing anything creative, you're just, yeah, the, the wheels are always turning, you know, and then they, you know, and then they occasionally reverse and you're right. just like in a world of despair, you know, but then. <laughs> It's ser seriously though, you know. They, but then they always start spinning the other way again, you know. Right. You know, and sometimes it's you know, like my wife is you know historically been very, 
very good at just kind of showing me the reality of a situation and being like, look, you know, like you've been doing this for this long and you're like, why would you, why would you stop for this thing or, or for this person or cause, cause this person said that, or you didn't get that, you know, interview or you didn't get that feature or, you know, right. the, your career is not, you know, going the way you want it to or whatever. It's like, you know, this is a journey, you know, it's a total fucking journey. How you lame know, would it be if it all, like, you got everything you wanted in a weekend? It would be, it would be astounding. Yeah, but, <laughs> I, I mean, like, I, I don't know that, I don't know that I've ever actually thought about, I, I, I'm not the kind of person that sits around and thinks about things in terms of that. Like, I don't, I don't have these huge aspirational things. They're more kind of like, I don't know. I, I I have this set of achievable goals, and when I can't get those to work, that's when I get really frustrated. Right. You know, the right. the, the things that are more realistic, in my mind at least. Who knows? Right. Right. Maybe. No, and yeah. and and those things are frustrating. Those things are super frustrating. Or being like like I have no interest in meeting anyone from Motley Crue. <laughs> Really? Why interest. not? Really? You should think. You really? should really think about what you're doing. I think you should quit. No, no, no. Okay, so like, here's my. If you're point. not interested in meeting anybody from Motley Crue, quit. Like, I don't want to. I don't want to. Like, I don't want to be respected by Gene Simmons. You know, oh, I don't want to be respected by Motley Crue. I don't want to be contemporaries with a- a- Axl Rose. Slash would be cool, but even him, you know, I mean, he's a rock star. Like, I have no. I like have no real interest in like like going to Robert Plant's birthday party. You know what I mean? Like I don't I don't have a, a, a ton of interest in that. But I do have interest in being That'd be fun though. I do have interest in being noticed and acknowledged and recognized by closer um avatars. Yeah, by your peers. Well, by, the, my, the, by, by my peers and by, you know, people at a, at a slightly higher level. Like, you know, we had sure. we had Blaine Cartwright from Nashville Pussy on here. You know, that was really cool. Yeah. But I remember, you know, I remember before I got to know Blaine, it was like it sucked not being recognized, you know, or like, you know, someone like I really admire uh, Herbie Abernathy from Valiant Thor, Valiant himself, right? And it's like... Mm-hmm. We've played with them, and it would be it would be really great to be like, you know, have him in the wings checking out the set, and then wanting to hang out and shoot the shit afterwards. You know what I mean? And that type of stuff hurts when it doesn't happen. Like when you're not, you know, when you when you talk about like achievable goals, it's like you want to be recognized by the people that you respect. Exactly. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and when that doesn't happen, it hurts. Or when it happens to people that you know. You know, like I have friends, contemporaries. We have friends and contemporaries. Some of them we've had on the show who mm-hmm. have achieved what we would consider to be massive amounts of success. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. For you sure. Know? Oh, yeah. But then I talk to them on this show, you know, someone like 
Uh, and I'm and I'm sure he's going to hear this. So shout out to to my man Reed. Talked to Reed on the phone yesterday. Reed. I, was, I was picking his brain about um, uh, I, I got a ship station account so that I can work on this merch stuff. And I was kind of picking his brain because if there's if there's one thing he is for sure, it's a it's an expert in in mail order. You know, yeah, uh, and and making mail order cool and being able to sell stuff. Um, I'd like to figure that out. Yeah, dude, I mean, <laughs> I think I think Re- I think what makes Reed good at that is he just knows. He he has a passion for music, and the music that he has a passion for, he knows a lot about it, and he like he knows what's cool about it, and he knows who else is going to think it's cool. Like he yeah, knows like how to you get. Were, like you were talking about on the show with him, like. Um, he just has kind of this internal sense of of marketing that's really that works really well, right. you know. Like he just knows how to put the stuff in front of people and make it look desirable, right? You know, that's right. and that's it's not an easy thing to do, man. Well, it's like I've I've watched, you know, we've had David Sanchez on the show, we've had Reed on the show, we've had Ben, you know, Ben Hutcherson on the show, we've had. Blaine and Karen on the show, um, you know, and and Dan Aid is coming on the show soon, and uh, Greg Nets, uh, you know, uh, Grant Netzorg, and and various friends of ours who have experienced levels of success, which are enviable levels of success for someone in our position. Sure. Oh yeah. You know what I mean, and. And so when you talk about accomplishable goals, like achievable goals that we have, it's almost more frustrating when the goals are achievable. Because if your goal is to hang out with Motley Crue and go on tour with Motley Crue, like you're going to have a long journey of getting to that point. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and you probably never will. But you'll have a long journey of deluding yourself to getting there. When you set achievable goals and your heroes are more of the second tier variety, it's more like um like the asymptote, like so like the curved line that is like approaching the straight line. Like if you are yeah. like going for being on tour with Motley Crue, it's like you're never going to hit the line above it. You know what I mean? Whereas right. if you are doing what we do and trying for more success in like a second tier type of realm, it's more yeah. like bam, bam. Damn! Damn! No! Come on! Come on! You're gonna let me break through here? Yeah, or you're just kind of like, you're just kind of barely getting your, you're just right up there. You're just like, what? Why can't I just break through there? But what's what's the problem? It's like yeah. it's yeah. like being a moth trying to get out of a house and just banging against the window. <laughs> that's a good. That's a really good analogy. That's exactly what it is because that's what you're doing. You're. You, there's a lot of it that is just banging your head against a, a window, trying to get to the light. <laughs> but you know, there's, I mean, that's that goes for a lot of things. That goes for a lot of aspirations that have right. nothing to do with what we're talking about. That goes for a lot of things, like being a writer, you know, yeah, being 
being a parent, trying to get somewhere in the business world, you know, it, or trying to start a business. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Try, yeah. Trying to keep a business open. Speaking like, can of you which, imagine starting a bar that nobody wants to go to? Yeah, that I yeah, I can't. I can't imagine it. Can you imagine how I can't hard imagine that, that I well I can't imagine that I would start a bar that anybody would want to go to. Or I mean like not even a bar that nobody wants to go to, but a bar that is in like an undeveloped market. Okay. Yeah. Like yeah. I work I worked for the Overland, all right? And it had all the ingredients to be a success. They had contacts in the local media. It was owners of High Dive who have had a ton of success. One of the partners was fucking Nathaniel Rateliff. You know, like Nate would well, come the, and hang out in there. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And and they would get write-ups in 303 Magazine and shit like that. Like, they, they were getting something written about them all the time. And yet... Because that neighborhood, the Overland neighborhood, and I say just, location, 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 it just hadn't quite gotten there yet. And because of that, we couldn't keep liquor on the shelves. We couldn't keep food in the, the fridge. You know, we we couldn't we couldn't cash paychecks just because I mean, and that is a cool that was a cool fucking bar. It, it should have been a slam yeah. dunk. You know, or like um, someone I love, shout out to him if he watches the show. Someone I love and respect a great deal is uh, Jimmy Nig, who um, uh, owns the Monkey Barrel. Monkey Barrel, yeah. Dude, Jimmy is a great guy who is super enthusiastic and loves having loves having his bar and has a ton of great ideas and is, has an imagination and, and just an enthusiasm about him that is very contagious. And he really gives a shit about his employees. And I watched him try and open a bar in one neighborhood that struggled really hard because I think the just the, the people there, the market in the area, you know, yeah. it wasn't a neighborhood bar type of neighborhood, you know, and yeah. then... And then the city came in and sold up all the property and shut down all the businesses over there. And he had to move and had to move to another developing market. And so it's this like, I mean, you've, you've played the monkey barrel. It's an yeah. awesome bar. Yeah. Yeah. A few, a few times. Yeah. Yeah. And he has had to work his ass off to make that place what it is. And I just like knowing what I know about just having trouble being in a band and screwing around with my friends. I can't imagine having all your savings and like your like everything riding on making a business work that that has the the deck stacked against it right now and fortunately you, for Jimmy, and you want I think it to be that successful. destination place where people want to go and it you know right. and, and not be able to have that work out you know? like if you if you run a bar on south broadway like in the Baker District, you're pretty much almost guaranteed to be successful. There's there's a hell of a built-in demographic there. You can open a shitty business. If you've got the money to open a business on the 16th Street Mall, you can open a shitty business on the 16th Street Mall 
And just because that's where tourists end up, you'll be successful. Yeah. Hard Rock Cafe. Anyway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I Man, I had a place on the tip of my tongue, but you just took care of it for me. That's, that's no, great. Good cheeseburgers. Good cheeseburgers. Good memorabilia. Uh, hey, let's um, let's give a quick shout out to our sponsors, shall we? Yes. Uh, first do. and foremost, Matula Plumbing. Matula! Matula! Shit rolls downhill. Don't be at the bottom. Your number two is our number one priority. Your shit is our bread and butter. Angie's List Super Service Award winner back in 2011. One one is the only one that matters. After that, it got all political. He'll wear the booties for you. The master of poopers himself, Jerry Matula. That dude should be paying me to read copy for him. Shout out to Jerry. Really Love you, man. Literally, literally be paying you. <laughs> he does pay me, actually. Oh, because well, he go. backs us on Patreon. Yeah. Well, there, there it is. That's beautiful. He backs us on Patreon. Hey, by the way, if you have a business and you want us to read copy or, or give shout outs to your band on our podcast and stuff, like Patreon is open to advertisers. Like, straight up, if you come on there as a patron, we'll advertise you. Yeah, man. We'll do that. We'll negotiate it. Get in touch with me. We'll figure it out. Uh, Muni Information plan, Cafe. It's, yeah, right? Muni Information Cafe, 2 South Broadway. Mutiny yes. is everything. Music, books, coffee, records, live events, podcasts, video games, cereal. And uh, from what I understand, they're hanging in there. They're hanging in there. I have heard no murmurings that their doors are closing anytime soon. So they're getting through this. Go get a cup of coffee through their uh, little side access window while you can and order some stuff online. Is there, do they have their like book and record stock online? Is that something that they have up? Like, can you actually just like go and order a book and a record and get a coffee at the window and just get it at the window? I don't don't know know about that. That would be super cool. That would be super cool. Hey, I'll bet if you go to mutinyinfocafe.com, you can find that out. You can find that out and so much more. And please let us know. If anybody knows what um, some of the things that Mutiny is offering during the the pandemic, um, please let us know because we'd like to to know and we'd like to talk about it. Uh, Yeah, we love Mutiny, man. Mutiny is the shit. They are everything. Hit them up. Yes. Uh, Flipside Music, largest selection of effects pedals in the region. Hosts of What the Fac, What the FAQ on the Flipside Music um, YouTube channel. Uh, they have a ton of great information, ton of great resources, and they know gear, man. They know their stuff. Uh, we've had Ike on the show. Stuff. Yeah, he, dude, your guitar have, just came out of nothing. Hold see, on a second. I got this. I got this disappearing guitar from Flipside. That's, I just want to advertise that. Like nobody else. Oh has, my god! Nobody else has the disappearing guitar. No one else. Okay. That's You've got you, a goddamn Ike. cloaking device. <laughs> That's uh, hilarious. <laughs> Burn TV. Burn TV Studios. Home of the motherfucking podcast and hemp in history and hemp one oh one and the 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 dock with uh Red Man and of course the Nug Nation, uh our flagship piece of content. Burn TV, man, we are uh staying busy. Expect some good things out of us in the coming year and years. 
Thank you so much to Burn TV Studios for letting us use this. Uh, go to thenugnation.com to check out episodes of The Nug Nation. And uh, have you, by the way, Gordo, have you seen the, the Red Man series we've been doing yet? No, I, I have not seen it yet. I've been trying to catch up with, you know, like everything that I that's online now, right. you know, right. It's hard. Like between riff book and live streams and all this other stuff. It's like, how, how am I going to do it? Right. I know there's so much, I've got so much stuff queued up, but, uh, but yeah, this, the thing we've been doing with red man is fucking hilarious, man. Like that dude, just like you just put a quarter in him and turn him on, man. He's fucking, <laughs> dude, we gave, we gave him just like a few ideas to work with and he's like, all right, yeah, that's perfect. And then he just went home and just like ad-libbed this fucking hilarious script. It's really great. Uh, Burn TV, man. Right on. Uh, stay tuned. Rocket Space Rehearsal Studios. I actually have been keeping an eye on Kate and uh, Kate is keeping busy. They just upgraded their um, branding kit. So they got a bunch of new logos. And I've a bunch seen, of new yeah, stuff. I've, I've seen the the logos. They look really, really fresh. Yeah, I mean, she, Kate's got no signs of slowing down. Kate's a boss lady. We're excited to see what goes on with Rocket Space. Hell um, yeah, yeah. Evergrove Studio, of course, the official recording studio of Motherfucking Ruckus and a bunch of other great bands. Seventy percent solar powered, and uh, Brad works remotely. Like, even when he's not in the studio, he takes an interface and some in-ear monitors and, and like, a little little mixing board thing plug-in. I don't know what he takes with him specifically, but he's, like, mixing our record on the road right now while he travels back and forth dealing with family stuff. Like, the guy, he's a G, man. He takes really, really good care of his people. And Ethan Klein comes to us from Evergrove Studios... And, of course, the badass motherfuckers who back us via a small monthly contribution on Patreon.com slash MFRuckus. Uh, I've been just dumping content on the patrons. I've been Dude, like, you've, you've got good stuff going on. You've got, you've got these, like, hidden... You've got these hidden uh, histories of your, of your own uh, involvement in the music scene. It's, it's, Im- fun, it's immense. It's, it's it has to be immense. I don't know where you keep these in a... In a some kind of vault well, in a I, mountain. So I had the idea, I had the idea to start the um, the seeds and stems page on on uh, on SoundCloud because I'm like I'm like I've got all this stuff and I don't have anywhere to put it, but it's like I I can't bring myself to delete it off my phone and it's like demo recordings or or stuff like. Uh, rehearsals with Gentleman Deluxe, our project, mm-hmm. that we should really do something together again. Um, those, and, those sound pretty good, man. Dude, for like little rehearsal demos, it's like they don't sound bad. Sound pretty good, man. I like I, dig it. I, I needed a spot for the shitty stuff. I needed I needed a spot for the brown fruit. <laughs> the brown fruit. You know, like yeah. you don't throw away your brown bananas. You make them into banana bread. And I love banana yeah. bread. You freeze so, them and you turn them into banana ice cream. That's yeah. what we do. So um the the banana the the seeds and stems page is like our that's our banana ice cream and our banana bread. But um yes. you know, so I started working on that and I'm like like I wasn't 
I needed an easy way to upload stuff and then share it with the patrons. And so I'm like, oh, fuck it. I'll just, I'll pay for the, the SoundCloud account. And uh, yeah, I've just been, I've been unloading on the patrons with, with stuff they didn't even know they wanted. Um, so if you want to get a hold of stuff that you didn't know you wanted before anyone else gets it and just <laughs> be like, just be talked up so much on a weekly podcast. Dude, I love the pitch on that. The stuff that you didn't know that you wanted sent directly to you before anyone else gets it. That that what more can you ask for? Right. Right. <laughs> Patreon.com slash MF Ruckus. Check it out. I'm really glad we got to get together and, and shoot the shit a little bit. Yeah, man, absolutely. Yeah. It's it a hoot, man. It's good. Yeah. It's always it's always fun. It's always fun. Are you guys doing okay? Everybody healthy and everything? Yeah, yeah, we're just, you know, we're we're riding it out, you know. We're we're both lucky enough to be able to work from home, so we're we're doing that. We, we I mean, you do have those moments of just stir crazy just like, "Whoa, fuck, man." Like Are you doing masks in I, public? Are you doing that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whenever possible, we have we have like uh, we've made like uh my wife has made several masks. Um, but the, sometimes the problem is we can't wash them fast enough for our outings, you know, like we have to cycle them through so we can, we can wash them and, and get them ready for the next, uh, um, you can wash them with, uh, dish soap. Yeah. In the, just in the sink and you can just put them out in the sun. Uh, I have to wear a mask every day for work and I'm sure you've experienced this wearing a mask with a fucking beard is awful. Oh, it's terrible, dude. I've been telling it people it's terrible. like it's like wearing a Irish sweater from the 19th century <laughs> on your face. Like you know those ascetics in the Middle Ages that like wore hair shirts to hair shirts. Exactly. It's like wearing a hair shirt on your face. Well, it's like you it's it's like you don't go around I don't I don't ever like, you know, like, you know, do, do you feel your beard on your face? Not really. No, I don't. But then when I put that on, I fucking feel my oh, hair yeah. on my face in a worse in the worst way possible. In fact, I have considered shaving this shit off. I've like, considered it too, but I I don't want to let the virus win. I know, I know. Like I would rather keep my goddamn beard. Thank you very much. I also kind of feel like the beard is like all I've got left. Well, like, now that is I've for me. now that I've shaved my head, <laughs> and like I'm just like surrendering just well surrendering. hey hey thankfully you still have your eyebrows you were thinking about getting rid of those for a second right? <laughs> no. well if hey if people and listen, your wife was like whoa time out buddy well but if if people had given me like if people had given me like 3800 bucks for kids cancer i would have shaved off anything man like yeah. I, that that's the thing if i had hit that number I'd, i would have done anything for that well of course yeah you're you're morally obligated right Relieve uh, yourself of that hair. By the way, speaking of hair, when you turn your head the right way, the 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 green shows through your headphones, and it kind of looks like you've got a green foam afro. It's like, crazy when it, if the if the light reflects <laughs> off my bald ass head enough, you can actually see through it. It's really fucking cool. It happened the other night. I actually made it work for my live stream the other night. I made it do that. I like set the I said it so like that the chroma key was actually making it go through my hands so they were see-through and it was pretty fucking psychedelic and cool. That's really cool. 
I like it. Yeah, that's really cool. I actually, uh, I don't know if you saw Logan, our bass player, my best bud, Logan. He was posting something today about uh, about masks and, or a couple days ago, something about masks and how uh, kind of gross it is, how popular they got all of a sudden. <laughs> which, which I agree. I agree. At the same That's time, the I'm times glad we living in. I'm glad they became fashionable because the fact that they're fashionable means that people will wear them. And that being said, I've got. I've got two awesome masks on the way in the mail. Oh, I, I saw you post something about that. Dude, yeah. So I've got, I've got a uh, Motorhead did this package, or whoever's running Motorhead's, you know, uh, intellectual property, uh, whatever label <laughs> owns their stuff. Um, so there's a uh, there was some package deal that was like. It was like a motorhead shirt and mask combo. So Sarah went and ordered us some of those. So it's like the the like motorhead logo right down here. You know yeah. what I mean? What do you call that? What's that monster called? Oh, it's slipping my mind right now. Um, it has a name. Yeah, I know. I yeah, I I it's I it's can't remember what it's me. called. But uh, but yeah, so we got one of those, and then Ween made them too. And it's like it's like the bugnish on the front. <laughs> and then it has a lyric from Spinal Meningitis Got Me Down, and it just says, please don't let me die on it. I saw that. I was like, I have to have it. They sold out of them the first day. Uh, I was going to gonna say, that's, that's got to be a hot item. Hey, why not? We've been, um, we've been seeing a lot of people who just aren't wearing them when they come into the restaurant. And, uh, you know, I get it. It's a little fuzzy. Like we haven't gotten the most clear guidance, so I'm not I'm definitely not mask shaming anyone. Like there are people I know who do and who are like, I can't believe these people are out without a mask and blah blah blah. And like when I go for a walk around the cemetery with my little boy, we don't wear a mask when we're doing that because we're a certain distance from people. You know, it's your I mean? way out. Your way out, man. Yeah. Well, I mean, we're we're out and we're on a path and we do pass by people and stuff like that. So I don't, I don't wear a mask there, but like I've been seeing people who don't wear the masks when they come in and we're wearing them for them. And I don't think, and then on the same token, you see the people who are coming in and they'll like come in the door and then they'll pull their shirt over their face. (laughs) And they're kind of like standing by the door, like just all sketchy about it and whatnot. Like, They'll, they'll pull their shirt over their face when they're walking or they'll put their sleeve over their face or whatnot. And I don't think that people <laughs> really understand the way the mask is supposed yeah. to work, which is I wear my mask for you and you wear your mask for me. Right. It's like, right. like we've got this thing. I wanted to make a video of it. We've got this bubble maker for the kid. And it's like it's a little whale and you fill the whale's mouth up with the bubble juice, and then it's got, like, rotating little bubble wheels, you know what I mean? And then air that blows through it. And if you look at it in the light, you can just see the spatter from the bubbles. Like, bubbles are going flying everywhere, and then the one, but not everyone lands a bubble. So the bubbles in between, it's just, like, 
spattering soapy discharge all over the place. Right. And like, and like our porch is just covered in soapy discharge because of this, right? (laughs) And it's like for the people who are like talking about like, this is all about compliance and it's bullshit and it doesn't even work and blah, blah, blah. And then there is zero efficacy with with cloth masks. It's like, I just want to make a video of like a before and after of the bubble machine without a mask and with a mask and just show Mm -hmm. that it like, it does prevent you from spraying your fucking spit into the air. Like when people say droplets, droplets means spit from your throat, yeah. from your yeah. mouth. They're shooting out into the air, and it's like you just cover it up, like you would when you're coughing or sneezing. You and know? those and those particles do stay in the air for hours. Right. So you're just you're covering your face so that you don't cover other people with it. I think that peop- some people think that. You are wearing a mask to protect yourself from other people's stuff. It's it's yeah, you it really is about like you do this for me, I do this for you. Right. <laughs> We're doing this for each other. Yeah. You know. Like I went into a I went to a liquor store the other day. What's weird to me is the people that use the mask as an excuse to just get closer to you which is bizarre to me like i like what kind of logic are you following here because they're like, like we're cool now we're wearing masks there people that were squeezing past me in the in the loop i'm like you think that's fucking cool whatever you know like i told you about the guy who barked at me in 7-eleven right no what did i not tell you about that, that? oh yeah, this was pretty early on it was a few weeks ago but this guy is wearing flip-flops shorts tank top has a scarf wrapped around his face like a winter scarf wrapped around his face and he's purchasing two tall boys of natty light (laughs) and we're in a 7-eleven which is not only the name of the business it is also the dimensions of the building (laughs) is like seven by 11 feet (laughs) you know it is a small fucking building. 7-Elevens are small, man. Unless it's like one of those like superstore ones. It's a fucking it's like an Aurora 7-Eleven. It's small. It's it's a vestibule. Yeah. And they have it marked off, but you can't get around there without walking at least within 6 feet of of people. Right. And I'm I'm in there getting my stuff and I walk past the guy to get in line. And the guy gets up to the front counter, he turns around, and he looks at me and he goes, Hey, keep your distance. (laughs) And I just kind of look at him and I go, Okay. And I'm just thinking to myself, I'm like, Dude, you're in a 7-Eleven in flip-flops, shorts, tank top, with a scarf wrapped around your face, buying tall boys a natty light. You got bigger problems than coronavirus right now, my man. <laughs> this is painfully obvious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, I wow. wanted to I wanted to show you this song. I want to show you yeah, this song. Yeah, yeah. Okay, now keep in mind, keep in mind I've heard it two times. <laughs> Can you hear my guitar on your Oh iPod? yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely, yeah. Maybe uh Bye. La, 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 la. 
So this like this is a like a cheesy pop song from the 70s. You know what I mean? Like I mean it's a rock song, but it's I mean it, for all intents and purposes, it's just like a bubblegum pop song from the 70s. Um and I I could not stop crying when I when I listened to it. And this one this one goes out to all of our friends and contemporaries who have have sacrificed every opportunity to do this thing that we do and make music with your friends and like follow the dream, even though it is a silly dream and it's kind of a Kyoto esque endeavor. Like me and Gordo and the Ruckus dudes and the Granny dudes and Ethan and everybody from Evergroove and everybody from Rocket Space and Mutiny and Flipside and all the people that we talk to on this show, like, we're all here with you, man. We get it. And uh, and and I don't know sure. how I miss this song, but this should be the anthem of the rock and roller. So this is a song by uh, a guy named Albert Hammond called The Great Electric Band. Man, my mother works for charity whenever she can. They're both good, clean Americans who abide by the law. They both stick up for liberty and they both support the law. My happiness was paid for when they laid their money down for summers in a summer camp and winters on the town. My future in the system was talked about and planned But I gave it up for music and the free electric band I went to school in hand-washed shirts with neatly oiled hair And the school was big and newly built and with light and air And a teacher taught us values That we had to learn and keep And they clipped the ear Of many idle kid who, who went to sleep Till my father organized for me A college on the east But I went to California In the sunshine in the beach My parents and the lecturers Could never understand Why I gave it all for music in the free electric band Well, they used to sit and speculate upon their son's career A lawyer or a doctor or a civil Put a guitar in my hand Cause all I need is music From the free electric band Well my father sent me money And I spent it very fast On a girl I met in Berkeley In a social 
science class Yes, we learned about her body, about her mind we did not know Until deep-rooted attitudes and morals began to show She wanted to get married even though she never said And I knew her well enough to now to see inside her head She'd settle for suburbia and a little patch of land So I gave her up for music and the free electric band Electric band. Nice, dude. <laughs> That's a fun That's song. That's a good jam. That's a good jam, dude. It's a good one. I like it. That really hurt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you were pounding away on that thing, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I recommend everyone go online and look up that song. It's a great one. I've only heard it a couple of times, so obviously I don't know how, how it goes entirely, but it's just... It's a beautiful idea, man. It's a beautiful idea of like, yeah, they've been trying to plan stuff for me, and and people think that this is the direction that I should go, but this is the direction I'm going to go. I remember having that conversation, you know? Yeah. I remember telling my parents, just like, hey, I've decided to give this a go. And I remember them kind of going, okay. Yeah. You know, we kind of suspected, but I was like, I need to keep, I need to keep doing this. So I'm not going to grinding. Yeah. Well, Gordo, I'm really glad we got to hang out, man. Yeah, dude. Absolutely. Um, it's fun. We will have a guest next week. All things go well. And uh, it's going to be Dan Aid, who is a fucking awesome character, man. Uh, he plays in Authority Zero. Before that, uh, he was in The Wire Dogs. He was in White Leather. And I think Letters from the Front before that, but I might have the name of the band where I came to know him uh, for, or came to where he came on my radar first. Um, I might have that wrong. I think it's Letters from the Front. But uh, he is, uh, he's a guy who's been grinding out for a long time and is a... Uh, is a, is is an incredibly interesting character and a hell of a musician, and uh, I'm really looking forward to talk to him. Ethan, Ethan Klein, our tech guru. We're not social distancing right now, but Ethan and I make out, so you know. <laughs> All right. Well, anything. Uh... <laughs> hey. Uh, thanks very much, everybody, for watching the stream. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Uh, again, if you want to support us, please go to patreon.com slash mfruckus or go to mfruckus.com slash merch. Enter in the uh, promo code COVID at checkout. It shouldn't matter, but try it all caps. If it doesn't go through the first time, do it all caps and it should work. Uh Use the promo code COVID and get 15% off everything in the store. And um, we'll ship it out to you, man. Um, yeah. 
Give it all up for music and the free electric band. Uh, <laughs> thanks for listening yeah. to the motherfucking podcast. I'm Aaron Howell. I'm Gordo. And we'll catch you guys next week. Thanks so much for watching. And uh, where's the out, 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 out? Bye, bye. The motherfucking podcast is recorded at the Nug Nation Studios in Denver, Colorado, and hosted by Aaron Howell, Tony Lee, Logan O'Connor, and occasionally even Ty Blosser of the international power rock combo, Motherfucking Ruckus. Our producer in the studio is Gordon Ledfoot. Our producers in Chicago are Gene Skibbins and Adam Zielinski. All music except homie shoutouts and featured artists is written and performed by MF Ruckus and comes from the album The Front Lines of Good Times Volume 1, coming this fall on Rodeo Star Records. Thanks for listening, guys. And remember, if you find this podcast valuable or entertaining and you wish to support MF Ruckus further, you can rate, review, share, subscribe, follow us on any of our social channels, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Spotify. If you really want to help us do what we do, you can go to patreon.com slash mfruckus and become a patron at any level. Our patrons get access to exclusive content, early releases, guest list spots, even VIP parties with beer and food, all in exchange for a small monthly contribution. It really does make a difference and allows us to do this podcast, make records, create videos, go on tour, fly Tony back and forth, and all the other stuff we love to do for you guys. Patreon.com slash MFRuckus. Check it out. Thanks again, guys. You're listening to a Mutiny Transmission. You can find more podcasts, videos, books, comics, and records online at MutinyInfoCafe.com. Or just stop in the store in Denver and have a coffee sometime. 